0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. We're officially Tim Couch away from kickoff, Derek. (laughs)
1: Trying to think of other number twos on the spot, and I couldn't. So yeah, you're right. Tim Couch, uh, two days away, and uh, what better way to keep it going on the football side of things and bring it on a I guess to talk a little UK football, SEC hell, really general football. Bringing in an, L, an LA guy, Ryan Leaf, uh, Sean. It's the first time, right? We were trying to think. I don't think we've ever had a quarterback on here.
0: No, the only the only quarterback was quarterback Terry Wilson last year. But oh, yeah, yeah, the one that could, have, you know, an analyst wise, we've we've got the guys that have been in the trenches and everything like that, the wide receivers and Chris Doran, But we've never had a quarterback, so we're excited to have Ryan join the podcast. Uh, Ron is a guy with his West Coast ties, Derek, that is familiar with Liam Cohen and, and his offense and actually had a conversation with Liam, which he's going to share a little bit on this episode.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a great angle. It's something I certainly didn't realize or put two and two together, that they might have been familiar with each other. But uh, they certainly are. And, you know, he provides that perspective on Cohen. Um, he talked about what he thought Kentucky needed to do to kind of stay in the hunt in the SEC East this year. Of course, he is super high on UK Um, picked him to win 10 games right so also shared his perspective obviously from being a quarterback on some of the challenges Will Levis is going to face here in this first game as he prepares as a you know truly as a first-time starter someone who like like we said on the pod has started a couple of games in his career at Penn State but never was truly you know the guy like he is this year so I was really curious to get his thoughts on that and uh, anything else stand up to you about what fans are about to listen to
0: yeah he picks Kentucky to beat Florida yeah and I'm sure that's one that's going to stand out when you when you look at it and they're 10 and 2 he obviously has them beating Florida or LSU because mm-hmm. I I think George is for sure one of the two losses so he, he's high on Kentucky he's very high on Texas A&M actually has them going undefeated uh, he explains his reasoning for that and he's also high on Ole Miss as well and had Alabama with two losses and then LSU with an eight and four team there in his West ranking. So we're we're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into uh, some Kentucky football talk. Like you said about Will Levis, who I am just now seeing that it looks like he is going to be making phone calls today on behalf of UK yeah, athletics that's a lot. for for ticket. Is there a guy, Derek, that we? He's so intriguing. We we I talked to to Chris Doring about this that there's always those intriguing guys in college football that you have no clue really what to expect and you you don't really know until fan like fans are going to get their first look at the guy because there was no spring game he wasn't here uh fan day was was what it was you didn't get a great look but how intriguing is Will will levison just he's a guy that when you read his social media he has a ton of confidence
1: yeah i think uh I went and listened. I don't know how many people listened to it or read about Terry Bowden's presser yesterday. He did say something interesting. I don't know if you saw it because I know we didn't talk about it. But he basically said that he was a little concerned. Well, he more or less said they couldn't stop the run if Kentucky just decided to run. So he was hoping they would draw back and throw it some more, maybe give them a better opportunity, which kind of made me think, you know, how much will we see um, this Saturday? from Kentucky's offense in the throwing game uh and I still do think they're gonna drop back and throw a little bit and you know I don't blame Bowden for saying that because you would think ideally if you feel like you can't stop the run at least throwing the ball might lead to some more you know incompletions perhaps interceptions clock stopping all those things that go into the passing game um whereas if a team's just running the ball down your throat there's really nothing you can do about it and it's probably one of the more hopeless feelings i would say in football <laughs> whenever you can't stop a team that just decides to line up and run it against you um but i do think this will be an opportunity like we'll talk more tomorrow i guess on like what we expect from the olm game um but i do think you're going to get some moments in that game where you really say wow and you're really going to be able to dream on his potential i don't think he's going to play a perfect game by any means i think he's going to have some some moments where it's clearly he needs to work on some things, but you would expect that in any first time start, right?
0: Yeah. And I look at it two ways here. And then we'll move into this interview. If let's say that they come out and just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Then Missouri has nothing on tape when it comes to their offense. But then they come out, let's say they take just, just a few shots here and there, then Missouri has to be aware of that, with Kentucky still not showing everything they want to do. This would the perfect thing to me would be Kentucky just to come out and just destroy ULM early. Put it away, play some of those younger guys, and then go into Missouri with still their entire game plan intact and offense without really showing too much.
1: I think it's a good point. That's definitely a good point. And I'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. We've mentioned it a little bit anyway, but like there is a fine line in this game, I think. And yeah, truthfully, you probably don't have to do a whole lot to beat ULM. But at the same time, I think you want to get enough work done to feel good going into that. Missouri game yeah
0: that's a fair point Uh, exactly Uh, I I agree with that because you there is a line you don't want to do too much you don't want to do too little (laughs) (laughs) you need the guys to
1: be comfortable for a really really important week too for sure
0: and and we're not going to do too much because we're going to we're not going to sit here and ramble too much because we're going to save that because you came here to hear from our guest Ron Leaf who joins us now on Kentucky Daily
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC.
0: Ron, thanks for joining us.
2: You bet. Thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, Ron, we had
0: a little bit of college football a week ago, but the, the big stuff starts this week. Everybody playing, all the major conferences. How, how excited are you to get this thing started this weekend?
2: Well, it, it's, it, for whatever reason, you know, being away from college football a year ago because of COVID. Not being on campuses or in, in, in stadiums. You know, I got to experience that last week. I called the uh, UCLA Hawaii game at the Rose Bowl, which was a wonderful uh, venue to be at. Uh, it feels good. It feels good to be back. I'm going to be at TCU this weekend for their game. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope we're able to do the right things in stadiums as fans and, and the, the new variant doesn't bring this uh, opportunity for everybody to to be a part of college football crashing down.
1: Ryan, as a former quarterback yourself, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Will Levis, obviously being, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, a first-time starter. He started a couple of games in his career at Penn State, but he knew a few weeks ago that he was going to start the season for Kentucky. From a quarterback perspective, what are some, challenges i guess that a, that a first-time quarterback will face when they take the field with a, and then in his case too with the new team
2: well i, I expect it's it's just going to be uh you know understanding your your role in, in a new team right i mean you, when you're a quarterback you usually have to be a leader uh, of men but when you just come in sometimes that's difficult because you have to build and build and build the fact that will was able to to win the starting job i think you know says a lot because no matter what, in the locker room, everybody knows who who wins the competition in fall. Even though coaches talk about how tight it was down the stretch, how difficult it was to make the choice, the guys in that locker room can see in practice and see what goes on and know what happened in that moment. Um, and, and and when that person is announced, they know that's the right right fit. Either they – or they don't. And it could backfire in a locker room if it's not the guy that everybody saw in camp truly win it.
0: Ron, Mark Stoops is entering year nine at Kentucky. He's had a lot of success, but the passing aspect to that offense has been missing for a long time. Now enter Liam Cohen. How familiar, how familiar are you with Liam Cohen, and and what do you think about that move this offseason?
2: I'm really familiar with Liam. Uh, actually, got a great opportunity because I live in Los Angeles to, to speak with him over the last couple of years. Uh, really was excited when he was offered this opportunity by Mark Stoops, I think it it takes them to a different level because if they can do some things offensively differently, I think it closes the gap at the top of the East. And as you saw in my predictions this year, I really think the schedule lines up for this team to have a heck of a season if they're able to get past Missouri in week two.
1: Ryan, whenever you do break down the SEC East and just your overall I guess, view of kind of where Kentucky stacks up, I guess, what are some of the key things you think Kentucky will have to do this year to to truly, I guess, be a contender uh, by the end of the season?
2: Well, they can't lose their identity uh, in what Mark Stoops loves to do, and that's play great defense. And sometimes when you start doing some different things on offense where you're more up-tempo and and you're kind of going faster and things like that, defense tends to fall off a little bit because you just fall into this rhythm of back and forth and back and forth. That has to stay the same for this Kentucky team. They have to have the identity wrapped around their defense, but now be more open with what they do on the offensive side of football because they got to score with people. Uh, they have to score with people to be able to win these games. Uh, the game against Ole Miss last year was an example of their ability to score with people but not shut anybody down. Uh, that's that's big. That's big. Uh, and they got to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. They can't have a three-point game against Vanderbilt you know they, they have to go out and, and play significantly better against teams they're supposed to beat and then upset some of the ones on their schedule like uh, like Florida Missouri uh, those are the two games that I feel like uh, they're going to upset those two teams at home this year uh, on their way to a 10-2 record.
0: Yeah, you mentioned ten and two. If Mark Stoops does that again, Ryan, you know, all, there's going to be some uh, a lot of eyes on Mark Stoops for possibly other jobs. How do you view him in his coaching career? He's he's built Kentucky from a program that was the at the bottom of the SEC to you've got him finishing second in the East. Uh, how do you view him moving forward? You you think there are some big time schools that may take a look at him?
2: Well, if he goes ten and two and in and the, in, in puts themselves into the, yeah, there's going to be other teams that look at him, but I. I don't know. I mean, you have to understand when you're the head coach there, what you need, like the expectations are not overly high at Kentucky, right? I mean, he may be setting some different kind of expectations with being, you know, almost 500 in his career there in the eight years at Kentucky. Um, and then it's always a matter of, of ego and whether you want to take the next step and, and the next challenge, you know, Mike Leach uh, is in this conference. He has had incredible success at Texas Tech. Uh, and then at, at Washington State, SEC is a different animal, right? And maybe he just wanted that challenge to see if he could stack up with his air raid offense and do something differently. Maybe Mark Stoops wants to try something different down the line, but he's got to be—he's got to—he's got to prove it. And uh, this year is the opportunity. I hope I, I like him as a fit in Kentucky. I think sometimes you just find the right place, the right fit where you belong, um, and I feel like he's found that there in lexington but um you know you never knew when someone, when people come along and throw a ton of money at you it's you know it's it's, it's always a um what's the best word i'm looking for so it's the coolest thing to have is somebody to come throw a bunch of money at you to, to do what you love to do you know
1: yeah absolutely uh ryan with the college season getting cranked up uh, you know obviously tonight uh, there's several games but just for this weekend in general uh, maybe give me two or three of the top games that you're really looking forward to, to checking out.
2: Well, I cover the Pac 12 a ton, so I'm really looking forward to a couple non conference games there. Uh, one in particular is the LSU UCLA game, right? LSU goes all the way out to the west coast. Uh, they uh, um, have been displaced because of uh, Hurricane Ida, and um, and what, that, what that's going to mean not only to the LSU tiger group because of the down season they have. But for this UCLA team, because a lot of people are expecting some big things. Now they dominated a Hawaii team last year or last week, Um, but that's Hawaii. This is a different animal. They're able to perform well and possibly upset uh, the defending national champions from from two years ago. Yeah, then you got to really, really pay attention to it. The other thing of course is is Clemson, Georgia. It just, uh, you get a national semifinal in week one. How cool is that? And I'm really excited um about that game i I, i'm hearing that clemson's going to be down a few defensive starters which is which is a problem but as all of us know when when clemson loses a starter somewhere the guy that steps in is usually a five-star guy from somewhere and he does just as well when they play against each other so i think this is going to be a heck of a game to start the season
0: ron i'm sure can a a lot of fans when they looked at your preseason sec order of finish they they saw kentucky at 10 and 2 but i'm I'm sure they also saw texas a&m 12 and 0 and Ole Miss 10 and 2, and Alabama 10 and 2. Just what do you like about that Texas AM team that you have them going undefeated?
2: Jimbo Fisher in year four, right, at Florida State, wins the national championship. Uh, he's put together a roster. They are young. He's got a dynamic quarterback in Haynes King. I really I really think he could be the difference maker, something that Kellen may just didn't quite have in this offense. Uh, they can run the ball, they are unbelievably good on defense. Um, and they get Alabama at home. Not that that's a whole overreaching factor. I just don't know who Alabama, uh, what their identity is, and they may find it pretty quick, but I think it's going to take a little time. Turnover on the coaching staff, big turnover, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football. They're going to be great, don't get me wrong, but I was just looking for something that wasn't necessarily chalk. I just didn't want to write down the same thing every year and I may be completely off base and and Alabama fans certainly let me know that I'm completely off base um, with my predictions. Um, Sometimes quite personally, I might add, but I will say that uh, I'm excited and uh, I'm excited for Ole Miss. I think they get Alabama early when I don't believe they necessarily know what their identity is similar to what Johnny Manziel did a few years back when he went into Tuscaloosa, Alabama is probably the best sec team by the end of the year. But early on, if you can catch them at the right time, I think Ole Miss does that. Matt Corral is probably the best quarterback in the conference. I love what the SEC West has to offer, and I I can't wait to watch those games play out this year.
0: And and wrapping up here, I'll I'll put you on the spot. You don't have to give me your college football playoff, but who do you think wins the national championship?
2: Oh, gosh. you know I <laughs> I just, I have a hard time stepping away. From, I have a hard time stepping away from Clemson. You know that they just. Year in year out, um, you know, for the last two years they had what I considered was maybe the best quarterback in college football, and they still couldn't get it done. Right? I mean, they just they needed him as a freshman with the defense that they had. So let's see where they are right now. Let's see what DJ is able to do. But I think I think uh, Oklahoma's in the mix this year. I think Clemson's in the mix. Um, if A and M does go 12 and 0, I definitely think they're in the mix. Uh, and then Ohio State and in the University of Washington. Those are the five teams that I'm kind of um, you know, toying around with in terms of what the college football playoff will be, I, and I still wouldn't be surprised if there was a 10 and 2 Alabama team that's playing really well down the stretch that uh, the committee doesn't look at and go, ah, we can't, we can't leave them out, we can't leave them out. So we'll see, we'll see.
0: He's Ron Leaf. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan D Leaf. Ryan, thank you so much for joining Kentucky Daily.
2: You bet. Go Wildcats.